0: this day god and i thank you for it god i thank you for it god i give you glory for it lord i give you glory for it this morning i give you glory this morning god lord oh i thank you thank you for the holy spirit god lord Thank you for the blood, Lord. We plead the blood over this service this morning, God. Oh, God, let the blood prevail this morning, God. And we loose the angels of God in this place, God. We loose them on the premises, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There is no other like you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. For bringing us out of darkness into your marvelous light, God. Thank you, Lord. We once were blind, but now we see God. I thank you for it this morning, God, Lord. Oh, I give you glory. And I give you honor this morning. I exalt your name above every name this morning, God. You said in the name of Jesus, every knee would bow, God. And every tongue would confess, somebody. God. We thank you for it, Lord. We love you, God, and we appreciate you, Lord. This day, God, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.
1: Come on, glory to God. Give him some glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God.
2: praise
3: time I began talking good morning morning. I'm on assignment this morning the Holy Ghost hit me about 7 o'clock this morning and I have to be careful to be led by the spirit we're waiting on a video and I'm going to tell you about the video as we get it prepared, we couldn't get into the system. Now we're into the system. Uh, we may have some other difficulties. But a young man sent me a video for Pastor on Friday. And it touched my heart so much. Because Jerron is the grandson of Rosie and the late Earl Johnson. And he's someone who comes to Zion Hill here and there. Knows Pastor. Did such a heartfelt video to us and to pastor I just wanted to share it with you because one part of my assignment this morning is to say to our church family you know I usually get up here whooping and hollering but God has has me on assignment he wants me to say to our family that our pastor is so loved he is loved by us make no no you you all this is a good time to clap all right. and to praise God because this is about worship. I'm not here to beg you this morning. I'm not here to prompt you this morning. I'm on assignment. And what I'm saying to you this morning is at any time the video is ready, I'll stop talking. And if the video doesn't come, oh, it's ready. Go ahead, Jerron.
4: Dr. Dara, 25 years. Congratulations, sir, is Jeron Smith, grandson of Rosie Johnson and the late Earl Johnson. For 25 years, you've served as not only a fixture in the Zion Hill community, but a fixture in the global community. And I wanted to share two things about you that have left a lasting impression on me. Number one is your voice. Powerful, authentic, and warm. Number two is the messages that you deliver. They're always focused on optimism and self-enablement. You teach us that the only way to fail is to not get up when you fall i love you i'm so proud and inspired by everything that you've done through your work at zion hill over the last 25 years i look forward to breaking bread with you again in the near future congratulations
3: Pastor, throughout the United States, not just our community, not just our state, but throughout the United States. He's but one of the young people who have been influenced by Pastor that have sent things just saying, Thank you, Pastor. What I am today is because you've been there for us. We take him for granted when I looked at something from the sheriff's office, and everybody in the sheriff's office said, Good morning, good morning, good morning. And they talked about how Pastor has influenced them. So I want to say I don't take for granted. I know that each and every person here you're saying this morning, but I love Pastor too. I know you do. And we thank you. First of all, I want to thank everybody that was a part of our kickoff. It was a success. And the leaders got a chance to say to Pastor up close and person, we love you, Pastor. We love you, Sister Dara. And that was very important for us because it's not easy for Pastor to get up every day, every day, every day, praying and keeping Zion Hill and everything else in the world that he has to do on his mind. So I say thank you for everyone, for everything that you've done. That's two parts of my assignment. Here's number three. For the last several, several weeks, Every day during my meditation, God continues to say to me that um, it's not by your might, it's not by your power, it's by my spirit. So I looked at it this weekend, I said, God, I got this. But nevertheless, like when Peter, he told him to let it down again to get a great fish, I said, but I will still meditate on it. It is not by might, it is not by power, it is by your spirit. And then the other verse is, I did not give you, Ludi. I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And when he began to shake me up this morning, this is what he said to me. And God knows. And once I told my husband about it and he agreed with what I needed to do today, I felt powered to say this to you this morning. So I say in love that you see this little blue envelope. I would like for you to take it very seriously. Not only do I want you to take this envelope seriously and give, because let me tell you what is going to happen Pastor will be blessed, but you will be blessed. Pastor's family will be blessed, but you will be blessed. And he just told us in the Word, somewhere I think over there uh the bible tells us I think it's in first timothy the person the elder who rules well that he is worthy of double honor especially if he teaches and if he preaches so we want to give pat we worship God but we want to give pastor honor we are doing a countdown and we're about midway through our countdown and this is what God is saying to me this morning Somebody here may not be here for the pastor's anniversary. Remember that it's going to be June 4th through 6th. Gospel celebration, sister's brunch, pastor's banquet, and worship services that Sunday. You may be going on vacation. You may have to work. So this morning is your opportunity to give. I'm going to ask someone to bring a basket up to us quickly, quickly, quickly. Anyone that wants to give as a part of our 25-day countdown, I will begin that, and this is what God is telling me to do. Don't miss your blessing this morning. I'm simply being obedient, and I always brag about whatever God tells me to do, I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. And then when he tells me to do something, I was trembling this morning. I said, they're not going to want me to do this, but this is what God said do, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to be obedient. I will begin this process uh, with a donation from me and my husband. And I'm asking that you let the Holy Spirit lead you. We want just some soft music. And anybody that would like to give to pastor this morning, we're asking you to do so right now and very quickly. Because we want to make sure that we are blessing our pastor. Thank you. Would you come right now? Thank you. 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 In the name of Jesus, we bless you this morning. We bless you this morning, Lord God. We thank you this morning. We honor you this morning. You are such a wonderful God. Thank you for giving us boldness this morning to stand and do what you would have us to do. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you that this is a part of our worship services this morning we honor you in the name of jesus we trust you lord what a mighty god we serve we thank you jesus thank you lord thank you lord lord i thank you i thank you for this day but lord god i thank you lord god that as we continue our 25-day countdown and as we go into the weekend of the anniversary you will continue to anoint us you will continue to bless us. You will continue to keep us. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for our pastor, Lord God. Thank you for people all over the United States that are giving to us, given to us in word, given to us in deed. Thank you for the wonderful words that we are receiving. Thank you, Lord God, that pastor while he's alive and well can reap the benefits. And Lord God, you brought us from a mighty long way. Just look where you brought us from, Lord. Just look for all the things that happened during the pandemic. The devil tried to mess us up. But Lord, greater did your grace abound. And we're so thankful for that this morning. We thank you for everyone that gave this morning. We honor you, we love you, and we trust you. In the mighty name of Jesus, Amen.
1: Thank you. good morning giant hill i'm gonna be brief uh i'm representing we're here to represent the music department and i want yeah come on give god some praise and and all i want to do is share this with you for a few for, for, for as brief as i can because y'all know how i get sometimes if, 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 if that holy spirit start moving then it may change I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast of the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Give God to let everything that has breath give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now I'm a reflection. I reflect back at Baptist Street, and I, when I reflect back at Baptist Street, I remember we started out with two praise team members. Yes. Yes, a little, a little young lady and Sister Christian, and would give praise to God. Hallelujah. She, she would get up there, her, Sister Christian was like, and she would give praise. And we grew. <laughs> And I remember one thing that Pastor asked, well, now we asked him, what are you gonna do to grow this church? We already knew he could give the word because we had heard him a couple of times and the word was going forth. But he said, music is gonna be my drawing card. We went from one piano that was out of tune, an organ that played sometime, and look where we are now a sound system that we had to use the pastor speakers to where we are now <laughs> from just singing on the hill and moving around in alexandria we went to as a music department we went to mississippi we went to new york not new york we washington illinois smoky mountain arkansas austin so, it said, let everything, when praises go up, blessings come down. And you know, as we, as a people, we love music. That's why he used it as a drawing card. Hallelujah. We love music. We love music. Now, I'll go from this. When we started traveling, y'all remember, do anybody remember the, the coach bus? Not, the little silver eagles that used to break down all the time? Our conditions wouldn't work. Now I'm talking about the music department now, and and we would travel anyhow, sweating, all the way to Arkansas one time. We people getting sick because they was overheating, and we had to stop and send them to Mrs., yeah, to Mississippi too. Yes, Lord, but look where God has brought you in the man of God and his lovely wife. I, I can go on and say because you know even Deacon Jackson used to try to sing, and I, you know he went, from, we went from one musician to how many we have now? Ten. Years? Five, six musicians. I mean, we had some guitar players that's not here. We have six musicians. He said we were gonna have a band. That's music ministry. I can, I can. I'm gonna leave it with this. The choir did a CD. Guess what? The youth department choir did a CD under his leadership. We sung with people that was national entertainers because he thought his choir was the best this side of Jordan. Music department. I said I wasn't going to be long, didn't I? Okay. All right. I'm going to try to get to the rest of it. Okay. All right. That's good. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> no, it's one more. It's one more thing. One more thing. Because when we started this journey, we started this journey by faith. By faith. By faith. He saw a vision he had faith enough to stand on that vision, step out, and believe God. Now we ride with a bus that's so comfortable. When I used to drive that thing, man, it's like driving my Cadillac. You could take one hand, one finger, and just move that thing around. Look where God has brought us from. 25 years. 25 years. Lord, I just thank God for the man of God. I thank God for the Woman of God, I thank God for his family. I thank God for you. I thank God for you, 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 and you. On behalf of the choir, Pastor, we thank you for the vision. We thank you for what you've done for us. And we know there's going to be many. The best is yet to come in Jesus' name.
5: God for our choir one more time. What a blessing. <laughs> Amen. It looks good and sound good. To so God be the glory. We want to thank every one of you for being here this morning. Thank you for all your words of appreciation. We are so grateful the Lord is blessing us in so many ways in this church. All throughout this week, I've been busy trying to just celebrate with various members. Many of you may not know a lot of these things, but God is doing some awesome things in our midst. Our band director, our Brother Matt, he just completed a a new project so we celebrate that amen and house dedication going on right and left I I don't know how God does it but he's blessing our members in the midst of pandemic <laughs> so I can't even keep up with home dedication there's a pastor I just got a new home come pray for me Yesterday, another wedding. We are grateful. Amen. We don't take these things for granted. Only God can be blessing in the midst of all the crisis going on. And thank God for our choir too. Amen. They are back. <laughs> and looking good. I need to get me some White face mask, so I can color coordinate with you. <laughs> we are grateful. Also, our guitar man, uh, brother Antoine, just got blessed on his job too. I mean, this house is full of all kinds of praise report, and that's what it's all about. God is faithful. God is good, and all the time he is a good God. Thank you for being here. Open your Bible to the book of Revelations. I'm going to invite you to stand with me. We thank God for all of you, our guests. We appreciate you coming here to celebrate with us this morning the Holy Communion. Thanks to King Willie Jackson And Sister Mary Smith, we appreciate your leadership. It's a joy just to sit back and and hear those good words. The book is Revelations chapter 12. Let's look at one verse, verse number 11. Revelations 12, verse 11. I want to encourage you to please pay attention to what pastor will be teaching this morning. We are going to need it in times like this. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says, And they overcame him. How? By the blood of the Lamb. And by the words of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto the death. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. We are so thankful that we can hear the word, we can live the word, and we profit from the word. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will help our hearing one more time. Go forth. And bless the teaching and the preaching of your word. Use me as a channel of blessing to help somebody. Even me, Lord, I need your help this morning. Glorify yourself in this house. And Lord, we thank you in advance for results. We thank you in advance for testimonies. We thank you the miracles, signs, and wonders. Will fill this house. It is so in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. For those of you who are joining us by live stream, or maybe you are listening by radio or watching on television, I have been teaching a series of lessons that are called How to Do Things. In the body of Christ, we need to not just know that God is able, that God is good. You need to know how to activate his goodness in your own life. We just don't want to talk about it. We just don't want to sing about it. We want it to manifest in our lives. So this series is practical tools. For every believer, how do you get saved? How do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? How do you get healed? It's not enough to know that God is a healer, you have to know how to tap into that anointing and work it in your life. We even talked about how to be a good mother. Today, we're going to focus on how to apply the blood of Jesus Christ. So if you're looking for a topic, it is titled, How to Apply the Blood in Your Life. And we're talking about the blood of Jesus Christ. Not the blood of goats, not the blood of sheep, but the blood of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout amen to that. I'm sure by now you already know that the blood of Jesus works. Am I right about it? By now you should know that there is power in the blood of Jesus. Am I right about it? We even hear a choir sing to us that the blood still works. Am I right about it? And somebody said the blood would never lose its power. Am I right about it? Amen. But how do you apply that blood in your life? How do you make the blood of Jesus to work all those miracles, all those blessings in your own life? That's what this message is all about. We know without the blood... Christianity is powerless. So the blood of Jesus is a big deal. We also know without the blood of Jesus, Christianity will be another religion. We also know, ladies and gentlemen, that without the blood of Jesus Christ, all we do here is just rituals not righteousness. So the blood of Jesus is very, very important. We even know that without the blood of Jesus Christ, all of our worship is in vain. Without the blood of Jesus Christ, all of our praying is in vain. Without the blood of Jesus Christ, all of our preaching Is in vain. Without the blood of Jesus Christ, all of our singing is in vain. So the blood of Jesus is critical to you being a Christian. But how do you apply it? Many churches will never tell you that. But it's important that you know. So before I tell you how you apply the blood of Jesus Christ, I want to first call your attention to why we need to apply the blood of Jesus. Because if you don't know why we're doing this, then you will ignore it. The answer is found in the word of God. The book of Psalms, chapter 55, verse 3. Here in that passage, we see... David was praying to God, and David was telling God in his prayer, he said, Lord, I want you to pay attention to me. Lord, I want you to hear me. Brother David, why do you want God to hear you? He said, here's why. He said, there are too many voices of the enemy around me. Make sure that's in your Bible. He also said, I look around and I see oppression of the wicked. I'm trying to show you why you need to learn how to apply the blood. David is telling you too many mess going on. Too many oppression going on. He also identified other problems. He said too many player haters. Make sure you can read in your Bible. That's why you must know how to apply the blood. He even talked about iniquities. And you may be saying, oh, I didn't know that's what's going on. Just think about it. Why are we having all this shooting on our street? That's why you got to know how to apply the blood. You don't want to leave home in the morning wondering if you're going to make it back. The blood of Jesus is critical to your survival. And you would think, okay, all the shooting is just on the street. Now they have moved it to the malls. You can't even go shopping without watching your back. And then the enemy, once they notice, oh, I can shoot in the malls, they move it into your school system. You have to know how to apply the blood. Even the enemy has emboldened himself. Now, he must shoot into the church house. You don't get any worse than that. Why do you think we have all these uniform officers in your church today? Because the devil say, well, if I, I, I got away with it on the street. He went to your school system, start shooting our children. He said, I got away with that too. He said, hey, let's go to church. We need to know how to apply the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why this topic is so important. Ladies and gentlemen, please take note. Not only do we need to know how to apply the blood of Jesus throughout the Bible. There are many examples of people like you and me who learn what I'm about to teach you today. They were applying the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You remember in Genesis, Adam Messed up. Like you and me, we messed up from time to time. God showed up to cover his nakedness. But in order for God to do that, guess what he had to do? He had to shed some blood. I can stop there and preach all day because maybe I should just talk about me. I need God to cover my nakedness. But it takes the shedding of blood. You will remember again, Cain, when he murdered his own brother, Abel, I'm walking you through the Bible now so that you see how important this thing about the blood, the blood, the blood is covered throughout every page of your Bible. The Bible said he thought he got away. But the blood began to speak. I don't know about you. I I pray that the blood of Jesus will speak for you. The blood of Jesus will speak for me. When I cannot speak for my own self, I pray the blood of Jesus will speak for my children. You keep on reading the Bible, you notice again, Brother Noah, after the flood was over, the first thing he did was to build an altar and shed some blood. And the Bible says as a result of what he did, the curse was broken. I'm trying to tell you how important this thing called the blood of Jesus is. The whole earth was under curse. That's why the the good Lord wiped every one of them out. But when when he built an altar and shed some blood, the word of God said the curse was broken. You remember Abraham, he was called to what we call the promised land. The moment he entered the the ground, the first thing he did was to build an altar and shed some blood. Those Jewish people understood what many Christians don't understand. You need to know the blood is important in your life. Isaac was Going to be offered as a sacrifice. But the Lord provided a ram in the bush. Guess what happened to that ram? The blood was shed. I don't know about you. I wake up every day believing God to provide a ram in the bush for me. When I don't know what to do. When things are tough when my back is against the wall, oh, it's good to know that God is a God who will make a way out of nowhere. That's what in the bush is all about. And the Bible is full of examples like that. Jacob had to do the same thing. He spent many years serving his uncle, Laban, and the moment he got free, The first thing he did was to build an altar and shed some blood. Ladies and gentlemen, you remember even Joseph. I'm walking you through the Bible. Joseph, his brothers threw him in the pit. Am I still in the book? But guess what they did? They took his coat of many colors. They killed an animal. They shed blood. And then they covered the clothes with blood. They soaked the whole clothes with blood. And then they took the clothes home. And tell daddy, they says, some wicked animal killed your child. And here is his blood. So when you hear the choir sing, there is a fountain. <laughs> Filled with blood. Drawn. From Emmanuel, thing. Sinners, you see, they wrap themselves around that. They soak themselves in that blood. And they lose all their guilty state. You need to know how to use the blood in your life. It's not enough to come to church, it's not enough to know God is good. You need to know how to tap into that. How you can apply what you know in your life. Amen, somebody. Amen. You remember Israel when they were in Egypt land as slaves. How did they get out? <laughs> the blood. God told them, ladies and gentlemen, go get you a lamb every house, kill a lamb. He said, spread the the blood on your doorposts. He said, and when I see the blood, he didn't say when I see your clothes. What will run the devil out of your life (laughs) is the blood of Jesus. He said, if you want the, the wickedness of this world to pass over, That you only hear about it, but it never touches you. Guess what you need? The blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. And by the way, let me seize this opportunity to also tell you, he told them, not only do you need the blood on your doppels, once you put the blood on your doppels, stay inside. As long as you are inside the house, you are protected. And many of you come to the law, then you are in and out. Today you are in church, tomorrow you are on the street. Stay inside. Your coverage is on the inside. The Bible put it this way. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the High." Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, He is my refuge. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you got to stay under the blood. This blood thing is very, very important. Ladies and gentlemen, you notice what He's calling for is obedience. When they say, Get you a lamb, obedience. Kill that lamb, obedience. Spray the blood on your doorpost, obedience. Stay your behind inside the house, obedience. Many of us are in trouble today because of our disobedience. The blood has been used over and over again throughout the Bible. One time, God told Moses, he said, gather everybody in Israel, over a million people. Guess what he told him to do? He said, I want you to sprinkle the blood over every one of them. Hello, somebody. You know why he has to do that? I don't have all day to to break this down. You see, Whenever God wants to talk to them, he had to talk through Moses. Because of the sin of the people, they could not approach God. They stayed in the valley. Only Moses could go up. But God loved his people so much. So he asked Moses to sprinkle every one of them with the blood. He said, because I want to come down. In tabernacle, and dwell with the people. But God could not come down to hang out with the people until the blood was supplied. I'm trying to help somebody. What we have in the blood, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. Throughout the Bible, everything is sanctioned by the blood. I know we don't talk much about it in our churches no more. But those folks in the Bible, they knew when they buy a house, they shed blood. When a baby is born, they shed blood. On all their properties, they are anointed with blood. Ladies and gentlemen, in their festival, they shed blood. When they are making covenant with God, yes, blood covenant, they shed blood. On the day of atonement, they shed blood. You know, because all year they know they messed up, like you and me. Am I the only sinner in the house? Saved by grace. They know they're no good. <laughs> all of our righteousness. It's like filthy rag before God. So what they do, they have this thing called scapegoat. Once a year, they put this goat, and then they confess all their sins. Oh, I went to, to this place I'm not supposed to go. I did this I'm not supposed to do. And they, they say all this thing on the goat, and then they push the goat off the cliff. So that he died. So the gold carry, it <laughs> takes the shedding of the blood. These people understood that power is in the blood, redemption is in the blood, atonement is in the blood. They live it every day. So now that you know how important it is, then my assignment is to show you how to apply it. It's not enough to know the blood is important. It's not enough to know what it did for Abraham, what it did for Isaac or Jacob or for Joseph. You need to know how to apply it in your life. I'm going to tell you four things, and you have to pay attention. The directive is given in the book of Leviticus, chapter 14, beginning from verse 1. You read that chapter all the way to verse 7. You see directives of what needs to be done to apply the blood. In verse number 2, Leviticus chapter 14, verse 2, the Bible told the priest, the preacher, he said, when a leper in the community comes to you and say, I'm healed of my leprosy, you don't send him or her back to the community without first going through this, without applying the blood. So the preacher is told, you see, I'm a preacher. I had to learn that, you know. You can't be a pastor and don't know what to do. The preacher is told this is what you need to do. Go get you two birds, number one. He said, number two, you need to get you cedar woods. Number three, get you scarlet. And number four, you get you what we call high sub. You might be saying, what on earth are you talking about, raving? Well, let me break it down to our level. See, when God said, get you two birds, one bird represents death. The other bird represents resurrection. Are you still here? When God said, get you a piece of cedar wood. See, wood represents the cross which Jesus died on. You're not just going to take communion today without understanding the word of God. That wood is symbolic of the cross. Then he told them, get you scarlet. Scarlet is like a piece of, of cloth. It represents suffering. Suffering. It represents blood. We sing a lot about it. Because that leper is going to be sprinkled with blood before the leper could go back in the community. And leprosy is symbolic of sin. And all of us here, at one time or the other, we are lepers. We cannot go back to the community until we're sprinkled with the blood. Amen. And then he said, get your high soap. You see, if you come from Africa, you will know a high soap. High soap is a type of, of weeds that grow up on the walls of a house. See, you American, bless your heart, <laughs> you have no clue what we're talking about. So it's a type of weeds. so it grows on the walls, and then you cut that so every time you get ready to sacrifice, it's like a broom. You dig it in that blood, and you stir it, and then you sprinkle. That's what you use ice for. So now, get the picture. He's telling the preacher. He said, Brother Pastor, this is what you need to do. Get you two birds. Kill one of that bird." Collect the blood and then soak in that blood, he said, all what you got in your hand, the wood, the ice up, the broom thing that you're going to sprinkle with, the bird that is still alive, the other bird, and the scarlet. Dig everything in the blood and then pull it out. And sprinkle that leper and then pronounce him or her healed. You see, notice the steps you have to go to. That's application. It's not enough just to know the leper got to be sprinkled with blood. You got to know how it works. If you don't know how to apply it, then you're in trouble. The question in your mind now should be, okay, all right, I get it. How they do it in the Bible days? How do I do it now? By the way, if you keep on reading another directive that he gave to the, <laughs> to the preacher man, he said, you're going to sprinkle that leper Seven times. That's in verse number seven. Leviticus chapter 14, verse seven. He said, After you dig all those things in the blood, you soak it very well. Then you have to sprinkle seven times. Why seven times? Later on, when you get into the New Testament, you see Jesus Christ shed his blood seven times. So don't just take communion. In all you're getting, get understanding. Number one, Jesus was at Gethsemane and he started to pray. His tears, blood. Number two, they drag him to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest, and they were messing with him. They beat him so bad they pull his beard. Bloodshed. Are you all still here? Number three, then they get a crown of thorn. And smash it on his head. Blood shed. Number four. They start to beat him. They beat him so bad. At the end of the day. You could not even recognize he was a human being. Blood all over the place. That's what prophet Isaiah was talking about. In chapter 53, verse 5, he was wounded for a transgression. He was bruised for iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his strife. Do I have a witness in the house? By his stripes you are healed. Say amen to that. I say you are healed by his stripes. Receive it for your health. Receive it for your family. In the name of Jesus Christ. Then the next thing. His hand. Blood. They nailed his hand. The next thing. His feet. They nailed his feet. One more thing, number seven, he sighed the nail. Now you see why the preacher was told, don't just sprinkle, you've got to do it seven times. (laughs) You see, the pastor will not make it. The parishioner will not make it unless you know how to apply the blood. Another thing he told the preacher to do, he said, then, anoint is right, his. He said, anoint is right, tongue. He said, anoint is right, foot. Have you ever wondered? You might be saying, wow, what a mess. Because he's trying to help you through your hearing. You see, many people, the reason why they're having dementia, the reason why they're struggling, a lot of things that come through your hearing can mess you up. Am I right about it? By the way, that's verse 14. Leviticus chapter 14, verse 14. What do you think he meant when he said, "Anoint your right tomb, because you're going to be working with your hands. Of what good if you're alive, but the work, the work of your hand is not blessed. You'll be amazed how many people have two, three jobs and they're still broke. It takes the Lord to bless the work of your hand. Some people, they're not, they're not doing anything spectacular, but everything they touch, God turned it to gold. That's why your, your, your hand, your tongue had to be anointed. What do you think? he meant when he says anoint, he's right food. You're going to go somewhere. The worst thing that can happen to any human being is for you to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. So it takes the anointing with the blood of your foot for God to guide your foot. Many people are dead today because they just happen to be in the wrong place. What am I trying to tell you? If you want to know how to apply the blood, you say take that heisab, that broom-like thing, soak it, and sprinkle seven times. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to pray for you before I go. And my prayer for you, in the name of Jesus is just to apply the blood of Jesus Christ as a priest in this house. Apply the blood of Jesus Christ to everyone's mind. That's what your ears for. To your thinking, your hearing, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray there shall be no mental illness in your rank. No dementia in your home. I pray that God will always clothe you in your right mind. Even while you are 80, while you are 90 years old, that you will still have a sharp mind. Open your mind, shout amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says, whatsoever are true, whatsoever are honest, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think of this thing. God wants to clothe you in your right mind. Receive that in the name of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus not only to your mind but to the work of your hands. I don't know where you work. I don't know what you do but I call it blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. I anoint your feet right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I was watching the television the other day and they were reporting of a black man that was killed by the police. From Monroe. He was at the wrong place. At the wrong time. That's somebody's child. Receive it right now. I pray your, your feet be anointed. That you will not end up in the wrong place. That you will not be another statistic the name of Jesus Christ. He grieves my heart as I watch the news. How do we do this in the New Testament? I'm glad you asked. Because all that, that's how they do it in the Old Testament. How, How do they do it in the New Testament? I just read it to you in the book of Revelation chapter 12, Verse 11, the Bible says this is how they overcome. (laughs) The Bible is amazingly simple. It says, now you are a new generation. Jesus came and shed his blood. Now you don't have to kill the goats no more. You don't have to kill the chicken no more. You don't have to kill the sheep no more. How are you going to make it? He said they overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony. Let me help somebody so that you know exactly what's going on. There was a war in heaven. Lucifer rebelled against God. Am I still in the book? And then he decided to fight the army of God. On God's side, you have Angel Michael. On the devil's side, you have Lucifer. And now they're telling you, because at the end of that drama, the the, the people of God won. Angel Michael won the battle. The question is, how did he win? And the Bible says, he overcame him. By the blood, somebody shout the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood over your children, the blood over your house, the blood over your work, the blood of Jesus over your business. That's how you overcome. They overcome him. If I may use my own lingo, the whoop is behind. How did they do it? By the blood. You need the blood of Jesus. I don't know what you're dealing with right now. I don't know what you're facing right now. But you will win. And you will succeed. And you will overcome. How? By the blood of Jesus Christ. (laughs) I don't know about you. I get excited when I talk about the blood. Ladies and gentlemen. He said something that you need. The words of your testimony. Am I still in the book? (coughs) So it means, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, that word testimony means you testify. You got to speak. That's right, Reverend. So today, you don't have to kill no chicken. The way you apply the blood of Jesus Christ, is number one, you take communion. You say, as often as you do it, can I make a little confession? Don't tell anybody I told you. You see, in this church, you all take communion once a month. But maybe my own situation is a little complex. But I cannot wait. For once a month. Before I apply the blood. I go through so much. I have to apply this blood. Often. How do you do it? You take communion. Over and over again. In your house. You take communion. You don't need to wait until 4th Sunday. Grab you some crackers. Get you some water if you have no juice. And say, Lord, this is your body. I believe it. I receive it right now. Lord, this is your blood. The blood of the new covenant. You need to take communion. And you need to take it with the right attitude. I wish I get time to teach you about communion. The Bible says some people died. Because they don't know how. I'm talking about how, how, how. The how part of Christianity is important. Of what good if you're thinking about it, but you don't know how to use it. Of what good if I can preach it to you but I don't know how to apply it in my house. Another way that you apply the blood today is by testimony. You have to confess it. Why did I say that? Jesus said by your words you are justified. And by your word, you are snared. So one way you apply the blood is by your own confession that comes from your mouth. The Bible puts it this way in the book of Psalms 107, verse number 2. It talks about something for the redeemed to do. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord (laughs) <laughs> that's right Reverend. you got to say something if you have been redeemed how are you redeemed by the blood of Jesus now how do you apply that blood you got to say something brother pastor what do I say for example you could say I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus so So cancer, you're not going to kill. I am redeemed by the blood. you say something. You you open your mouth. I remember I was in the hospital. I had to do that, you know. Thank God for the doctors. Thank God for the nurses. But I I wake up every day. I am redeemed by the blood. COVID-19, you're not going to take me out. See, the truth be told, it was going to take me out. You know why? Because I ain't no shame in my game. I have something called pre-existing condition. I was a prime candidate. <laughs> but God, <laughs> but God, how are you going to overcome? They overcome him by the blood. In the words of their testimony. You get up every day. You decree and declare. The Bible says if you decree a thing, it shall be established. Well, what if you don't decree a thing? That's on you. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem is that too many of us, we are careless about what we see. But the truth be told, if you learn to say it, you will defeat every forces of darkness. Because you are one of the redeemed. You are, your, your middle name is Redeemed. I got a song that angels cannot sing. I'm redeemed. Now the Bible says, if you know you are redeemed, then say something. I say, say something. Say something over your life. Say something over your children. Say something over your employment. Say something over your cash. Say something over your bank account. Say something. Why will you die before your time? Let the Redeemer of the Lord say so. But the problem is that we're careless. With what we say. We are the redeemer, all right. Jesus died for us to redeem us. But in our carelessness, we will say things like, I'm dying to see you. And the more you say, the devil will say, yeah, I agree with you. You do need to die before you see him. we place our cause on our own self even in our in our ignorance we will say things like i'm tickled to death really is that how you're going to apply the precious blood of jesus christ you are the redeemed and what you're going to say is that you're tickled to death And you say long enough, all of the demons begin to say amen to you. So stop saying things that you don't mean. I got to stop for the sake of time. Because I know this is my time. Turn to the book of Job right quick. Job chapter 1, verse 10. It gives you a list of what. what area of your life to apply the blood. You remember the story of Job. All of God's children were gathered. And then the devil showed up and God started bragging about Job. Have you considered my boy, Job? And the devil said, what a minute, Lord. The reason why Job is serving you is because you have an age of protection around you. And the devil quoted some scripture that you, you see the devil knew the scripture he just don't it. In the Bible it gives you a list of areas of your life that you ought to be applying the blood of Jesus to every day. Number one, the devil said the reason why I couldn't hurt him is because you have an age around who? him, number one. He said, number two, you had an age of protection around his family. Can you all read? It's in your Bible. Job chapter 1, verse 10. He gives you the list. He said, the third reason why I couldn't hurt him is because you protect all of his possessions. What's number one? Him. That means yourself. You can apply the blood of Jesus to you any day, any hour. The devil can't touch you. You can apply the blood of Jesus, number two, to who? Your family, that's right, your household. The Bible gave you a clear list of how to apply the Number three, you can apply the blood of Jesus to your possessions. Possessions, the things you have, your refrigerator, your cooler, your Frigidaire, your automobile. Can I go on? The trees, <laughs> hallelujah. Do you know demons inhabit trees? Oh, I need to help somebody someday. Don't let no, no devil be living on your property. The devil say, I, I cannot touch him because you protect him. You protect his family. You protect his possession. He said you also protect his work, the work of his hand. And finally, he said you protect his substance, his increase. Five different areas that you need to learn to apply the blood of Jesus. Apply to your person, number one. Apply to your family, number two. Apply to everything you own, your possession, number three. Apply to the work you're doing on your job. You don't have to be worrying about they're going to demote you. Somebody's talking about you. Who are these people for God's sake? Plead the blood. God gave you that job. You went to school for it. You train for that job. Don't let the devil come and steal what belongs to you. Apply the blood to the increase. God promised I'll the devourers. You know what that means? Say, I will not allow any holes in your bucket. How are you going to be working? For 20 something years, and you don't have nothing to show for it. There's a hole in that bucket. Today I decree and declare you and I, we are the redeemer of the Lord. Receive it right now. The devil cannot touch you in the name of Jesus Christ. Every now and then you ought to tell the devil, I belong to Jesus. I don't belong to you. Yeah, I know I'm not perfect. I know I make mistakes, but I don't belong to you. I am the property of Almighty God. I plead the blood of Jesus. Say it with your mind. I plead the blood of Jesus. Say it again. I plead the blood of Jesus. Say it again. I plead the blood of Jesus. There is healing in the blood. Am I right about it? There is salvation in the blood. Am I right about it? There is favor in the blood. Am I right about it? Satan, you can't have my family. You know where I got that from? That's my homegirl. You know where I got that from? From you all. You know, you happy listening. You came here and you told me, happy, I happy, I the blood. What, you got to say it. Don't just say it on Sunday. Every day. Tell the devil this means war. You're not going to mess with my child. You're not going to mess with my mind. You're not going to mess with my job. I'll breathe the blood. Don't let the devil get away. Everything God gave you is your job to protect you. Overcome him by the blood. Overcome him by the words of your testimony. He said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But it goes on to say every, every tongue That rise up against you Guess who will condemn you? you? The angel is not going to do it for you You have to condemn them. You are the redeemer of the Lord Say something Today I decree and declare the blood of Jesus Over your life The blood of Jesus Over your home The blood of Jesus over your children. The blood of Jesus over your job. The blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus over your grandchildren. The blood of Jesus over your blessings, over your business, over your miracle. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Come and give the Lord God a clap offering. Amen, somebody. Free to live in victory in the name of Jesus. I'm going to invite the ministers and the deacons. Thank you, deaconesses, for preparing the table. And as the choir sing, let's receive the blood. Let's apply it. This ain't no grape juice. This is the the blood of Jesus that was shed for you, that was broken for you. And tell that cancer, you ain't got no place in my body. Tell that leukemia, you're not going to kill me. Tell COVID-19, you will not have the last say in my life. With long life, I will live.
6: the mercy of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this, in remembrance, let us pray. Oh, gracious Father, we come, oh God. We come to the throne of grace boldly that we may obtain your mercy, God. Father God, we come, oh God, asking you to forgive us of all of our sins, God. Jesus, we thank you that you exchanged your righteousness for our unrighteousness. We thank you that you defeated Satan on the cross and you got up with all power in your hand claim an authority in heaven and in earth. And Father, we say thank you. So Father God, we ask that you will transform the natural state of this bread and this fruit of the vine into the supernatural, Father God. So healing can take place in our body. Oh Father God, whatever we need the blood to do, oh God, we have learned how to apply it, Father. And we thank you for it, Father God. Father, bless these your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may eat the bread. You may eat the bread. And in the same way, also the cup after supper, saying this cup Is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes let us all drink together and after the Lord's Supper the disciples, they went out with a hymn. We thank you for your time with us and worshiping at Zion Hill. We pray that God will bless you in the city and bless you in the field. He will bless you when you're going out and coming in. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen.